G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. No doubt you're aware of what is called cancel culture. Cancel culture refers to that censorship of opinions and commentary, whether it's on social media or in the wider mainstream press around newspapers, radio and television. And if views are expressed don't align with the politically correct view, a person or an organisation can be ostracised or their contribution to the debate can be shut down. It's challenging when you are a Christian and reflecting a biblical view of lots of current issues, especially around sexuality and marriage. So we might ask, who will be banned next under cancel culture? Terry Kelleher has been thinking through these issues. Terry is the national president of the Australian Family Association. Terry Kelleher, welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Pleasure. Uh, Terry, if you don't fit the, uh, the narrative, if you are up against people who are arguing things that are contrary to what a Christian might think, uh, you're very likely to be attacked, aren't you? Well, yes, there are certainly constraints. Now, we all accept constraints in a civil society and certainly nothing that is said that, you know, either of us would say is, um, you know, any any comment on any individual person. And I think we speak in charity. We have to speak in charity as well. But it is just that we uh, really should be searching for tolerance, I think, you know, so that we can express our views. And I think that tolerance is under threat. You know, it is um, being sorely tried. And what I'm doing in uh, the paper that I'm going to give to our national conference in a couple of weeks is to outline the pattern of laws or the a list of the laws that have been actually um, shutting down free speech, freedom of choice, um, and really the freedom to express one's beliefs. I think that's what it is. So I set out the laws. Um, and just briefly describe, you know, how they're affecting those matters. We have moved on, haven't we, from the idea that it's just one person's opinion trying to shut another person's opinion down, because now we have laws that are being passed in our parliaments that are making weapons to be fired from one side against another. And uh, you're ready to to say what those laws are all about, and you'll be delivering a, a long comment on that at your conference that's coming up. But if we're talking just briefly here, what sort of laws are there that are enacted that are contributing to this idea of cancel culture? Well, I think we have to go back to the anti-discrimination laws, beginning with the Racial Discrimination Act. That was back in 1975. Then we look at the Sex Discrimination Amendments, the Marriage Act, uh, Births, Deaths and Marriages Registration Act, um, and the latest uh, LGBT conversion ban uh, bills or, or laws that have been passed in Queensland, the ACT, and then just last week here in Victoria, because uh, they really um, quite are quite, I think, um, restrictive in what they allow the, 
the, the choice of people is being shut down. For example, the Victorian law actually applies even if a, a competent adult, a legally competent adult, wishes to access assistance, perhaps to, um, you know, to talk about his or her same-sex attraction or about a gender transition, then you know, they're not allowed to do so because the law applies whether it's with or without consent. So free choice being shut down. Uh, the rights of parents are being seriously affected, even though that has been uh, on Hansard. The Attorney-General said that's not the case, but the section that defines a change or suppression practice could certainly put limits on a parent's right to uh, seek to explore all treatment options You know, for their child who presents with gender dysphoria. Um, it makes prayer a conversion practice. That was denied, but it's there in Clause 5.3b. If it's a, a prayer or a prayer-based practice that is directed to a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. So these are, you know, this is really very seriously imposing a way of thinking and a way of acting and closing down, uh, you know, counselling or assistance that could be offered that if it is a, a change or suppression practice, then it's illegal and it means that a person can't seek it. And in fact, if a person did seek such assistance, for example, you know, to explore changing feelings about their gender identity or their sexual orientation, um, that person could be actually conspiring to get the person who would counsel them to commit a, um, an offence. You're not allowed to do that. Are you following what I'm saying? So yeah. it's really... Quite, uh, quite outrageous, I think, that legally competent adults cannot choose to seek the assistance that, that they want. So while it was opinion versus opinion, it was just a matter of stand strong and don't be intimidated by the other side. But now that there are some weapons in the law, uh, there is going to be an enforcement of silence. And you think this will have wide ramifications right across all those communities, like you were saying, uh, whether it's parents or whether it's churches, but uh, no doubt also the medical profession included in that. Oh, very much so, yes, because the medical profession, um, health professionals in particular, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists, of course, are very much um, going to be affected by this. And in fact, the National Association of Practicing Psychiatrists expressed a concern that, you know, their members will step back from offering assistance to these very vulnerable people who may seek it because they'll be concerned about you know the risk of of uh, offending against the law and the other interesting one is and i think this is very unfair is the detransitioners people who have detransitioned telling their stories about changing their minds about their gender transition now you know if that were taken to amount to a change or suppression practice they would be guilty of an offence Perhaps, you know, telling their story would induce, in inverted commas, and that's from the, the act of the, the act itself, induce an LGBT person perhaps to detransition or not to transition gender. So it's very, very far reaching. And interestingly, there's some thought that, you know, detransitioners are just a few. In fact, uh, from what I'm aware, uh, from a document that uh, I was reading from an LGB group, there's, uh, there's literally thousands of people who are detransitioning. So all of those thousands are going to be at a terrible disadvantage if they can't find any help. 
Well, those who, um, yes, exactly, but those who have detransitioned who are telling their stories, there are a number of websites, um, Fourth Wave Now, um, Gender Regret. Um, there are quite a number of websites. And in Australia, very, very good work has been done by an organisation called Free to Change. If people want to Google that, I think it's 75 people were willing to give their stories and testimonies um, of you know the assistance that they got to change, and they say, well, if I hadn't had that assistance, some of them say I would have suicided. So people who are in their situation at present and maybe wanting to seek assistance, this may make that assistance they need illegal. They will not be able to find it. That's the point of you know their stories and telling their stories could very well make them at risk of, a, of being accused or um, prosecuted for a change with suppression practice. Free to Change, that's the name of an organisation that's based in Victoria and you can find their website, simply Google Free to Change. Uh, Terry, you say these latest laws in Victoria are like a high watermark of cancel culture. Uh, does that mean that you don't think things can get worse or how do you how do you see the idea that these laws now have been passed in Victoria and uh, they will have real uh, ramifications across all of these different sectors? Is this as bad as it's going to get? Who will be cancelled next? Well, I think um, my view is that the next move will be to repeal the religious exemptions. I refer to them as protections in the anti-discrimination laws. Now that will be uh, that in all states there are um, religious exemptions because you know all situations are not the same. So I think that will be the next step. Uh, but I think that the Victorian Conversion uh, Practices Act, I do think that that's the high watermark in in effectively imposing an ideology on people. If you disagree, well, you cannot you can't act in contrary to the ideology that, um, you know, that sexual orientation or gender identity cannot change, even if the person says that they want to change. Um, I, I think it is uh, very um, draconian. The other aspect, the bill is in two parts. It creates offences, so that's where a practice or, you know, counselling is directed towards a specific individual, but there's also what's called the other part, the civil response scheme, and this gives powers to, of investigation and education to the Human Rights and Equal Opportunity Commission. So they are able to investigate. I think that it will be directed to institutions and organisations rather than individuals, but not necessarily so. So there will be education of institutions and organisations. So let's think about schools, including uh, faith-based schools, unless the religious exemptions actually cover them, and I don't think they would, and I think that they are in danger of being repealed anyway. But this is, um, you know, they, they could be investigated for change with suppression practices and engaging in such conduct and educated how not to do so and have to enter into an agreement not to do so. This is quite, you know, it's an overarching, um, you know, investigatory body that is pretty, uh, pretty... New territory. Well, it's a scary thought as to what is coming, but undoubtedly uh, there's lots of discussions to be had and uh, no doubt more conversations too with you, Terry, over these changes that will likely arise. As you say, uh, the next big thing may be religious exemptions. And I imagine that's not just 
around education issues or religious instruction or the use of schools uh, to make sure that laws are enforced uh, that have come into effect even in Victoria, but also around issues of uh, churches, uh, even confessionals, uh, even taxation issues. No doubt some of those sorts of things will come into play as there is an emboldened side uh, that is coming against the issues around the church and what uh, services the church provides in the community. Terry, before I let you go, the conference that you've got coming up called Time to Build, Build the Family, Build Manufacturing, Build Democracy, that's coming up on the 22nd of February, goes through four or five days. Uh, What are the main things that you'll be talking about? Um, Well, Australia's defence, in particular in our region, um, in our relationship with China, um, human rights, and we're looking at what human rights are, and also in particular, um, I'm giving this paper on cancel culture, um, also manufacturing and re-establishing um, the Australian economy. Yeah, so they're the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> it's pretty substantial. Um, yes. Well, you've got a, an array of... Uh top keynote speakers and I'll let listeners check those out on your website but it is a substantial operation that you're running there to have the time to build conference that starts on the 22nd of February that's a Monday runs through until Saturday 27th of February and you can get details of that at the Australian Family Association National Civic Council website it's ncc.org.au That's ncc.org.au. Terry Kelleher is the National President of the Australian Family Association. Uh, Terry, thanks for those insights today on 2020. And thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.